Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought. This is episode number 166, and we kick things off with a venting victor. That's right. I've got some grievances that I need to air, and I'm going to tell everyone about them. And after that, we have a Stream of Thought debate. We talk about a particular subject. I'm on one side. Rick's is on the other. We butt heads a little bit, and somebody's mind is changed. Whose mind was it? What was the argument? So with that being said, episode number 166 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. Dude, so guess what I did the other day? I just decided to just stop working at the uh, delivery place. Wow, okay. Um... Dude, here's, I, I, hear me I'm, out, I'm though. Processing. It yeah, was just, like, yeah. taking so much of my time, and uh, it was getting in the way of... So, did I tell you that my neighbor was like, hey, you should do DoorDash? Did I tell you that or no? No. Oh, okay. So, let me bring you up to speed. So, my neighbor, uh, he's like, hey, man, uh, I've been doing DoorDash on the side. You should check it out. You might like it. There's a promo. You get a bonus if you make so many trips. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I don't care. It doesn't cost me anything. So, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Dude, it's pretty pretty sweet. Way more of me than delivering the packages. And I quit the package job because it was getting in the way of completing my number of trips during the certain amount of time. And I make the same amount of money, if not more, with less time. And I just am around here, Hollywood, West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, as opposed to like going into the, uh, like, uh, east of LA, which is a complete eyesore, total eyesore. There's only <laughs> two places that I like. Everywhere else just sucks. And I was off for like three, oh, cause I'm off three days a week and I was off on a Tuesday and then I called off Wednesday and I was off Thursday, Friday, Saturday rolls around. I'm just like, yeah, I've had four days off. I'm just not going to go back. So I called them up. I was like, yeah, sorry, I'm quitting. And then I went today to pick up my check and drop off my safety vest. What I find so so beautiful, though, is that I this is probably like the third or fourth time that you've expressed extreme joy when you leave your previous job that things just... I didn't even want that fucking job in the first place. I just signed up for it thinking like, oh, you know, the typical like... They call you in a month or two months, and then it's like, oh, we need you to start right away. It's like, oh, okay. What the fuck is this? And so I just quit. I even They even approved my time off and everything, and they changed the schedule the way I wanted to. And then, like, I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm not doing this. It's so liberating. It is the feeling of just not giving a fuck <laughs> is so great. It's wonderful. So- I, I, I do wonder, though, because um, this joy, this exuberance that you're kind of expressing right now is something that I've heard, I think, since you've been in Cali, probably about four times now. I've heard the joy of when you left um, uh, the first grocery store job, <laughs> then when you left the second grocery store job, and then when you left uh, the one before this one, and now this uh, <laughs> Amazon. Like... This is, I, I, it feels as though I'm listening to a record on repeat, 
which is not a bad thing, right? You got to find what find what brings you joy. But at the same time, I find I find it very fascinating that this has become a trend in your time in California, yeah. where it's like I'm I'm excited to do this, or not 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 necessarily excited, but I'm doing this thing. But then when I leave it, it rejuvenates me and it makes yeah. me want to go out so there and do something new. It's funny because um, this time around. Uh, so before I moved here, uh, Kyle was telling me like, yeah, California, you know, the, at least the LA culture is real interesting because, um, you get a lot of people that just randomly don't show up, but they won't show up to work or they'll, they'll be late or they just quit. Maybe they give a day's notice. Maybe they don't, but like the proper two weeks notice is as emphasized as it is in the Midwest. Anyway, I got what he was saying because I'm just like, yeah, why would I fucking waste my time <laughs> doing that shit for another two weeks when I got other shit to do right now? So, rewind. Some of the stuff that just was so annoying about that job. So, when I, when I start, and the red flag should have been when I was starting. Everything is on these apps. Everything is on these apps. Like, there's no office to talk to someone in person. You just always communicate through, like, the app. I'm like, what the fuck is up with all these apps that I need? And on top of that, this Teams app that um, that they use to communicate with the employees or to communicate with HR or whoever, like, they would always send out this dumb shit like, uh, well, first of all, welcome, you know, they send out a, a welcome email, so-and-so welcomes this person to the team. It's like, I don't fucking care who's joining left and right. I do not fucking care Who's joining the company? I don't care whose birthday it is. I don't care what fucking animal I want to be. I don't care what favorite color is for the team members. I do not care about any of that shit. All I care about is pertinent information to getting the job done and or getting paid. That's all I fucking care about. Can you imagine, though? Several times a week this shit happens. And I get an email reminding me to check the fucking app about what they just told me about the people joining, your favorite color, your favorite animal, what you want to be in another dimension, all this stupid shit that I just do not fucking care. So that was just like one aspect of it. And then it was uh, having a drive there, which 20 minute, 20, 30 minute commute. Uh, normally you can't complain about it except when you know what you want. Fuck that. I was so sick of driving there. And it's, it wasn't even, I would hit some traffic, but drive there and then drive all day and then have to drive home and then drive again for DoorDash. Fuck that. Too much driving. And then the fact that like, even though we would get, uh, uh, paid for, oh, and then I find out. I'm like, why the fuck is my paycheck being, being, always being fucked up? And they're like, oh, well, you're a cycle two, which means I worked from like 11 to 8.30. I'm like, oh, cycle two drivers only get paid a nine-hour shift. The cycle one drivers get paid a 10-hour shift. So cycle one drivers get paid 40 hours. Cycle two drivers get paid 36. Well, it's to my understanding, bitch, that either cycle you get paid 10. So what the fuck? Which, not that big of a deal, but still. There's all these, like, little things that I figured out on my own that I probably would not have had to figure out on my own had they uh, had, like, a person um, train with you your first week or, like, if they had, like, a 
uh, a day or two where you're in the office, you know, like a classroom setting, which can't, you know, outside of my control, the whole COVID thing, I get it. And then when you're done with your shift, I'd like work my ass off to get all my shit done. And it's like, all right, now go help this person. Fuck that. I understand I'm scheduling for another three hours, but I got my shit done. It's fucking 95 degrees outside. I want to go home. So I just stopped calling dispatch after when I was done. And then they caught on and like, you got to start calling again. It's like, shit. It's like, so it's like, to me, it's like, hey, I'm not checking in to ask permission to go home. I'm getting my shit done. I'm getting the fuck out of here. On top of that, it's like 20 degrees hotter in the van than it is outside. So yeah, I have air conditioning blasting. But then when I get up, uh, oh yeah, the days that I just called off, it would days it would be like almost 100 degrees. So I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely not working that day. Fuck. I've concluded that if you've had enough of putting up with people and you're just doing a job for money, that ultimately you will always find a handful of things that are a little unsettling and then ultimately become so aggravating that you just can't fucking deal with it anymore. And I found that to be the case for every job that I've had with the exception of maybe one the last 10 years. Really? Where where it escalates, is it's like that snowball effect where it just one, like that core problem. Yeah, for sure. Coalesces it's and like, it rolls downhill this. and it builds up and it's like, oh man, there's this other thing and this other thing. It's like, wow, this is a shit place to work. This is most of it is most of it has to do with like, these are the rules and regulations. Boop, beep, boop, beep. This is the, you know, these are the parameters (laughs) by which you like, there's no half the time. It's like, is there no common sense? And so I just can't put up with it and I leave that. And then you're delivering and there's just fucking dogs yapping away, right? Just yapping away, yapping away, yapping away, yapping away. And it's not like, and it's not like a dog that, you know, it sees someone that's a stranger and it, it'll bark periodically. It's all just fucking dogs on cocaine, just going fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> going fucking crazy. Not to mention everything east of downtown is a fucking dump. It's such an eyesore to look at. Everything is so run down. And I was talking to one of my neighbors about this. That is a big portion of it. But the other half is just like, just the negative. You're in like this, you're in, bro, here where I live, everyone is dream chasing. Everybody's out here doing their own thing. They've got goals. They're ambitious. You know, everyone's trying to, hone their craft and monetize and serve that dude and everything out there is just like it's just a fucking dump dude it's it's oh i fucking hate it first of all i would love to see a dog on cocaine i feel like that would be the dude most they're going experience. nuts <laughs> but dude so it is kind of weird because I'm thinking about my own personal experiences in the workforce and what I've had, oh gosh, um, like since college, probably seven or eight different jobs and employers and stuff like that. I can't think, I mean, aside from the complaints that I have with like the PCC and like, like upper echelon leadership that I bitch about, like that's not a that's not a paying job. It's not like we're getting salary from the, the denomination. So I put that in a different category. 
I don't think I've ever had a situation where I feel as though the boss's personality is so disruptive to my own sort of, you know, centraling force of just maintaining cool, collected, calm, effective worker thing has ever been interrupted by any of those jobs that I've had over the course of the past 10, 15 years. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, like, I find people and bosses and managers and stuff like that, like, yeah, they can be shitty people. They can have, like, really poor qualities and stuff like that for whatever reason. And I, it's so weird to hear you say this, that every, every one of your jobs, it's like, uh, (laughs) like fingernails on a chalkboard. Whereas for me, it's just, you know, make it work. I don't have that tolerance, bro. I try, I like go with the flow and then I'm just, dude, it's just like, I constantly feel like a fucking bird in a cage. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I understand. Um, that's why, that's why when I was, because I was, when I decided to quit, it was like the night before because I was going to have to go in. And so then I was like, you know what? I can probably just do this DoorDash thing. And I was watching DoorDash videos on YouTube, you know, how to make X amount of dollars in a day or things to be more efficient. I'm watching all these videos for a couple hours. And half the things that they said, I kind of started to figure out already on my own. And so I was like, yeah, bro, I'm just going to do this. I'm not going to fuck this. And it, again, it was just so freeing. But I've never had issues, uh, I mean, my bosses for a lot of them have been fine, and then the other time it's like, dude, you really suck as a boss, but I mean, some people just were never meant to work for other people. Well, and that's kind of the beauty of, and, and I feel like that, that's the same thing that I kind of reiterated from the last episode. It's like, you know, for all the, the problems this country has right now, I'm proud to be an American. I mean, you can kind of create your own destiny and yeah, dude, I feel like that is, uh, in a, in a world that's so reliant on the workforce and having laborers below you to kind of grind out the nitty gritty uh, saying that you can chart your own path and kind of you know and here's the here's the tension for me is that you can chart your own path but when I say something like you can be your own boss that's like scam alert in my own mind it's like people trying to convince you that being part of an organization where you can be your own boss is the best option for you when in reality it's just feeding into their own there's a difference between being your own boss there's a huge difference people don't understand that being your own boss doesn't mean you don't have a boss it means exactly that you are your own boss so you have to be you have to be self-disciplined and get shit done even though you don't want to. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and what I think about, though, is, like, the insurance company next door to us where, like, I've, I've heard that through the walls because they blast their, oh, promo, right. yeah. their, their promo stuff. It's like, be your own boss. Set your own hours. Become, you know, a multimillionaire. All it takes is hard work and dedication to our program. And it's like... 
I mean, that's true. That's true, but you need to be that type of person. But what's the end game, though? I mean, really, when it comes down to it, for me, if it's under an umbrella of a corporation that's saying, oh, I got just you. do, like, like you're, you can be your own boss. No, you're reliant on this organization to provide you with paychecks when it comes down to it. You're not your own boss. You are not receiving income directly. You're receiving a portion of the income through the the corporate apparatus and as a result you're beholden and you know it's one of those things where i i love the gig economy and the ability for people to kind of like set their own agendas set their own time frames set their own uh whatever it is that they want to do but at the same time i have this level of skepticism where the corporations that are creating these gig economy jobs are in control of the revenue that you ultimately end up receiving. I mean, it's, it's filtered down and ultimately it's up to them to pay you. You are not like in no instance, I cannot think of a single gig economy job where you can be your own boss. There's always going to be a corporation umbrella over you. That's going to, you know, be responsible for paying you. You're not going to get it directly from the customer. So, that I, I when it comes to anything of that nature, I'm always super skeptical because I just I've seen too much of it, and I know people who whose lives have been ruined because they rely on these uh, sort of uh, things. No, I agree with what you're saying. However, for something like that, let's say for the insurance thing, they are their own boss in the sense that it's just. It's just what they generate, they don't keep 100% of. Because I want to say you're right, but there's portions where I, where I think you're wrong. But overall, yes, I get what you're saying. Well, and, and that's actually kind of one of the most interesting things about our relationships is because we both have kind of a very different view of um, the, the gig economy, basically, for lack of a better term being being independent through uh through various opportunities that one has to generate revenue on a scale that their uh talents and expertise and stuff like that are able to get them right it's determinant on the quality of the human being to be able to generate that revenue but at the same time my complaint is that the umbrella that overlays the entire process of generating revenue is ultimately in control and so basically i would say i am i am super skeptical of the the macro um like self-independent see those things though real quick everything that you say that you said be your own boss set your own hours but you know all all of that is true to a degree in the sense that if you do those things, yes, you will be successful, but a majority of people will not do those things. It takes a very particular type of person, a go-getter, ambitious person that would do that. On top of that, though, there are a lot of places where it's just doesn't matter what the product is. It's just recruit people. 
recruit people, recruit people. And that's how you make money, recruit people. It doesn't matter how much you sell. And there was a documentary, I can't remember what the product was. Oh, Herbalife, that's what the brand is, Herbalife, I think. How, how um, you set up the shops and I think they did the math, like, no, yeah, if you sell this stuff, it, you will not make enough money to cover the rent. The only way to make money is to recruit people regardless of how many products you sell. That's what they said on the documentary. But then you have other stuff that, I mean, I don't know. I guess it just depends on the validity of the company. Well, and here's my thing, and I will will be totally honest and say any organization that says in order to succeed, you need to have X, X, and X, and if you don't cut it, it's obviously because you're not, you don't ha- you don't have the the steel cut oats that are necessary for you to succeed. Any organization that says, "Well, those that have failed obviously don't have the resilience or the fortitude or the willpower or the motivation or the drive or anything like, like anybody who's saying that those that fail are lacking a certain quality brings to mind for me the skepticism of somebody who says that sounds like a lot of illegitimate organizations and it sounds like they're just doing they're saying the exact same thing that any other uh pyramid scheme or multi-level marketing organization would say is that the people who fail it's their fault as opposed to you know where you have turnover in certain organizations and sometimes it's the company's fault and the company acknowledges that and when you recruit new people you say this is how we're improving as opposed to saying everyone else is a failure and a loser and doesn't deserve to have the wealth that we're promising you and so that's kind of the the differentiation that i find when i hear stuff like that kind of builds up internally i just like but if you say you this guys. is the if Fuck you say if you say this is the formula to be successful and they don't follow the formula, what else is there to say? It depends what the formula is, right? If, uh, like, in a in a non-professional form, it's sort of like, well, take take 25 aspirin and, uh, and three sleep aids, and you'll cure yourself from COVID. That's a formula. Does it mean it's good? Does it mean it works? No. But it's a formula. So follow the formula. See what happens. It's the same thing with these companies that they're like, just follow the formula. Do the call call 25 of your friends and get them to sign up for your company or organization. Get them to to buy insurance, stuff like that. Well, yeah, it's a formula. I'm sure in a way that is super pariah and like not really a healthy way to approach stuff. Yeah, you can totally follow that formula and contact everybody in your phone book and get them to buy insurance. But that doesn't doesn't mean it's a good formula. And so, yes, a formula may exist that works. Doesn't mean it's good. And and that's kind of the the point and my complication and challenge with having to deal with organizations that say just follow our formula because we'll make you rich and wealthy and you know, fulfill your dreams if you only follow our formula, which basically involves selling your soul and doing immoral stuff. So, just my thoughts. 
No, I got you for sure. <laughs> wow, I, I, the the look on your face, you're you just you're so sad. I'm sorry. I no, it's not sad. It's just I don't think I'm. I, it's just I get what you're saying, but see, I, I understand what you're saying, but I will still slightly disagree and i think you understand what i'm saying but you will still slightly disagree and it's also dependent on who your on who your uh on who your people are right like because i did something similar which you know about which i can tell you that it works i have met people who've made a lot of money and it works and it's a reputable company and i will say with my right hand in the air like Yes, there is opportunity for sure. Like I learned, I just don't give a shit about this. I am not going to put in the work because I'm not passionate about it. And I just don't fucking care. And the person that I was with, uh, just like, like would tell half truths. Now let's take the exact same time frame. And if I was with somebody else, who knows what would have happened? So it's also dependent on who it is that is your point person that is training you. Right. In and conjunction with what the company in actuality does. For example, a legitimate, you know, a legitimate company that provides, you know, le- company A that provides service X, and then you have company B that provides service X. And they could have two completely different formulas. Or formulas that are very similar, but there are other variables involved. You know what uh, that kind of, like, clarifies for me? It's like, for, the, for like, the, the companies that you've worked for and maybe some that I've worked for, too, like, you've got to love what you do, right? You've got to yes, have a passion exactly. for, for, for the, the content in which you're, you're making this money that you want to you know, succeed and accelerate in, but you've got to have a passion for it. And I feel like yeah. that's, maybe that's, maybe that's the divide that I think I can bridge where I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you know what? Like, I don't have a passion for that stuff, but people do. And they are successful in when, when they want to like give their heart and soul into that project. Um, good for them. Do it like that. I think that's that's the American experience. I right. shouldn't I shouldn't be judgmental of individuals who choose to pursue that path. But like you said, and the joy that you have when you quit your previous job and find a new job is you're you're searching for that passion. And I think that is probably more important than my particular beliefs on whether or not it's like a multi level marketing or pyramid scheme or whatever. That's exactly like, what I was trying you, to get at. Was there yeah, where you said I, where I you were saying that. like you have to do these things uh, you know yeah. A B and C and you have to be a go getter and blah blah blah. It's like there are people who are passionate. Maybe they're not passionate about like a particular service, but they're passionate about just whatever it is that's in front of them. They want to get it done. I'm not like that. It needs to be something of interest for me. But you have people that we know like Jeff and Drew. Who like no matter what it is, you put that in front of them and they will be successful at it because they just want to win, regardless of whatever whatever it is. Like how many people, you know, let's take take like with Drew, like being a car salesman. 
he told himself right. he wanted to be in the top 50 car salesmen in the country for at least one month with Audi. And for one or two months, he was number like, I think he was, I don't know if it was 47 or 48 or 49, but he was right in there for like a month or two. And then he only did that job for like two years, but fucking hey, selling cars, fuck that. But he was, he liked cars and he's the type of person that like enjoys a good challenge regardless of whatever that challenge is. Whereas for me, it's got to be something that I, that I like. Bro, I I feel like the challenge is probably the, the most important part of it, right? Is now you you actually you're you're see I knew there was a of... way that you that we would see eye to eye I just couldn't figure out how it could how to translate it I was like because I'm hearing you talk I'm just like dude you're not listening to me you think you're listening but it's just that the pat the passion factor is the what yes, bridged Robert. the gap yes Robert I hear you yeah. <laughs> uh, no no I think I think that that is kind of the middle ground that I I am more enlightened to right now that yeah you know what i my judgment of those that do this sort of like with the insurance company next door and their stupid games and stuff like that you know what there probably are some people who that is a great path for them that gives them joy and fulfillment and i shouldn't be so quick to to judge um that behavior until it interrupts uh, the the work at the SMT Architects, but aside from that, like, yes, I I think I can be condescending when it comes to certain <laughs> occupations. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up! No, Come I'm on, just man. because I know I know how it's every once in a while, like where it's a situation yeah. where it's I know I'm it, it, you you think to yourself you know uh, this is my argument. I know I am right, and I'm going to hear myself knowing that I'm right. This is what it is. Uh, try and argue against it. So, so <laughs> will will this uh, will this kind of um, um, kind of start to even the scales? I was wrong. I was wrong for the way. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, I don't. I don't need you to say that you're that, wrong. It's just are, that are when you... you were speaking, I was like, I don't. I was thinking to myself. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. No. And, and that's, the, <laughs> that's the thing, too, is, is communication. Because I think that both you and I were kind of on the same page. And it was, it was very interesting to kind of because have this little, little dance around what it is that we both kind of agreed on fundamentally. And I think that we're in the same orbit. But Yes, because you were, because you were shitting all over these companies where it's like, if you do these things, you'll be successful. If you don't do them, it's your fault and you're not successful. And it, to me, it reminds me of somebody who is like, the stock market is evil. It's just, it's just filled with a bunch of people that take your money. It's like, no, dumbass, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. That's why you lost money. Like, it's that's what I was thinking. Well, Just like when you were saying, I was re-listening to one of the podcasts and you were shitting all over Ayn Rand. And I'm like, so how many Ayn Rand books have you read? I don't have to read them. I've never read any of them. I don't have to. I know what she's about. <laughs> so, you know what? Some sometimes we gotta we gotta eat that slice of humble pie. Yeah, and and enjoy it. Get get something from it. Mm, mm, that humble pie. Oh, it's mm, 
Oh, gosh, it's so good. This is it's delicious. So <laughs> it's delicious. Yeah. No, and so, and and here's the thing, too, and part of the reason in this conversation, right, when we're talking about um, the, like, various gig economy jobs that, that people can have, insurance, um, DoorDash, etc., like, I guess for me, my mind goes to the worst-case scenario where it's uh, people people are given false promises and it's the the allure i think that makes me as, as somebody who's in ministry who has to deal with people who are taken advantage of all the time i think that's kind of where my mind uh naturally goes is i want to defend people who don't have the capability i don't want to say capability that's that's super condescending um but who don't have the full information to make a informed decision and so there's that per- protective element they don't have the life they don't have the life experience to question what is being told to them right or and and life experience i mean or even particular experience if they're if they're going to do something like um you know work work at amazon or something like that doing package fulfillment i mean they do they really know what they're getting into um it, it could be something they love but a lot of times we don't have the resources necessary to tell people this might not be the thing for you and so they get fired or they get laid off and it's it, that kind of tints my perspective when I come into a conversation like this um, but yeah this was yeah I hadn't really thought about the the opposite end of that spectrum where there are people who are really cut out for that sort of thing who are cut out for being entrepreneurs and and creating and becoming their own boss in whatever form that might take if they love if they love what they're doing um who am i to shit on that so right totally just gotta love what you do gotta love what you do man do it every day even if it doesn't uh lead to the best results you still get something yeah do you have anything else you want to add until next time. <laughs> yeah, until, what is this, 166, right? 166, baby. This concludes episode number 166. Until next time. Peace.